In the midst of darkness, light persists. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Gandhi Show podcast. This is TJ Del Reno, and with me is Lance Weiss. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. And Brendan Fitzgibbons. Hey. Ocho Nocho Cinco. <laughs> That's right. This, aye, is aye, the, aye. this is the. What's up, everyone? Thanks for joining the Gandhi Is That You Tell Me Something Good podcast with me. Very special guest. I've known him since I was five years old. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That's a true story. Daniel Murphy, give it up for him. Woo-hoo! Glad to be here. Glad to be here, Mr. Tell. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Tell was our sixth grader. <laughs> was our teacher when we were six. <laughs> Here's something really cool about Murph that I, I I think is so funny is like I first learned to swear from Dan Murphy. It's true. When you were six, you had the dirtiest fucking mouth ever. And then you lost it. Then he didn't swear for like 15 wow. years. But now he's back on the horse. It's awesome. Definitely, I gave it up 10 minutes ago. <laughs> But uh, we grew up in Palatine, suburb of Chicago, and uh, we've been friends for thir- 27 years, man. Ooh. Wow. All the years. All the time. Realness. I know a lot about Dan. Dan knows a lot about me. And uh, he, Dan is visiting currently. He's uh, doing a little stint at Brooklyn Bowl. No big Ooh. deal. Wow. What are you doing at Brooklyn Bowl, bro? You're currently visiting us from where? Uh, Denver, Colorado. Oh, Denver, oh. Colorado is currently home like that place. Colorado. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man. Be Brooklyn Bowl, mixing some sound for a couple days and visiting my mates. So you're a sound guy. Are you a here, sound here, engineer? Here and there, yeah. In, in various states of my life, I've been a sound engineer. <laughs> so what are you doing right now? So you're a sound engineer and you're also uh, working for the Rockies, correct? Yeah. The I'm, Colorado Rockies. Yeah, yeah. They're, uh, I think it's baseball. You're like, it sounds like I hear a crack of a bat. I thought it was a beer company. Home run. Yeah, man, working for the Colorado Rockies doing doing sound. (laughs) No, you're not. not That'd be cool. There is no sound at the Rockies game. It's just a guy checking mic levels. Up next, batter number 22. Yeah, man, I'm selling baseball tickets for the Rockies these days. And Dan, do you want to continue? What's your goal with the Rockies? What would be your ideal job there, bro? Pitcher? Well... I wouldn't like that joke, man. It's, it's going to be hard to <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard, It's a hard place to pitch, Tough man. Crowd. Ooh, uh, pitch, baseball joke. Nah, I don't want any part of having to make baseball decisions. You catch all the heat in the news from doing that. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. any part of that. I'm going to stay, stay on the business end of it, make sure people like baseball. That's about it. So could Bring you also out. be the guy that maybe schedules like the concerts after the game? Like, you know how they always have REO Speedwagon at every <laughs> single game ever? REO Speedwagon is booked out till 2018. <laughs> what, about, what about REM? Um, that REM could, defunct. REM defunct. Uh, oh, so sell, sell me on baseball. I don't like baseball. I actually find it to be the most boring what do of you all do the sports. For, what do you do for baseball exactly? Currently... Yes. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Currently, I'm I'm selling suites. So if you got if you got money and you got a company, and you want to come out. So or, you're not a sound engineer? Was I going crazy? Yeah, no, no. I said that. I was just. He is. He also does that as well. Oh great. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. but you we'll, sell suites. We'll get into that. Yeah. Suites, okay. group tickets, what have you. If you've got Ooh. a bachelor party and you got some money, that's uh. Sell me. You said you want people to keep liking baseball. I really don't like baseball. Yeah. Like I don't find it that. Sell enjoyable. Lance. Man, Lance. Well, mostly you're gonna have to. Change a lot of I aspects of your life to, <laughs> to really get what's going on in the streets, man. I like, I like basketball. I like soccer. I watch. Yeah. 
I'll watch almost, but baseball to me is so slow. I feel it, like all the athletes are out of shape. It's funny to me that you think baseball is slow because I think soccer is slow. Soccer's not slow at all. I, the point scoring is slow. That's I mean, but like yeah. the athleticism and the movement and the strategy. I agree with the athleticism, but I think like as far as actual scoring, baseball there might be there even is more, more action. Sco- I just I can't. Res- well, most of the people I feel like are standing. If you're in the outfield, you're everyone's standing there. I yeah. feel like a lot of the players are overweight, which is a shame. You're a professional athlete. Yeah, I'm in better shape than half the baseball players. Which is I'm not a, a sport of anything. I'm not a player of anything. See the game, the game that I, the sport that I like to watch is fishing. Sports. <laughs> I fishing. watch fishing every day, actually, or every weekend when I was growing up. Hell yeah! I would watch fishing. Baseball I find so boring. Unless I'm trying to take a nap, I would go for baseball. <laughs> I'm not shitting on baseball. I'm just I saying like, like you are directly sell, taking a big dump on baseball. Sell me because you said you're go, you're trying to you're get taking people, a huge dump. You're trying to get people sell me on baseball. What it what why what, what should I be interested? in? I mean, each play is consequential. <laughs> Part of the, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. Uh, you know, all, all those little bits where, you know, the, the 10 seconds between each yeah. pitch. Everyone's planning. You're scheming, man. Sure. Uh, football. How many how many bits of football are, are not played? Seven. That's true. That's it's, very it's true. It's a three-hour experience yeah. for, for 60 minutes of gameplay. Baseball, you don't, you don't know how long it's going to go. And that's probably not a super strong selling point. No, it is not. You're like, this well, may like never baseball, end. Baseball, but it, take, it takes as long as it takes, man. That's the beauty of baseball. It takes as long as it takes, you know, it, it, whether that be a two-hour game because yeah. the pitchers are killing it, or you, you, you go watch Rockies games, and you know the score is going to be 11 to 9. They're high-scoring games, the Rockies? Yeah, Why it's, part, is that? it's part of playing at elevation. The altitude, the altitude really? Yeah. Why, because the ball goes faster or something? Yep. Uh, thinner, it, no. thinner air, yeah, thinner that air. That big of a difference? Like, yes, these Absolutely. games are crazy high scoring. Wow, yeah. that's fascinating. For that's sure. so weird. So you're not seeing many, you're not seeing many shutouts there. Yeah, I mean baseball. That's baseball in Colorado is a totally different animal. I didn't know it'd be that big of it. Now I'm now I'm interested just from that fact alone. All right, man, you could just watch the Rockies games on a live feed. I'll be a rock. I'm already a rock. I'm a Rockies fan now. All right, good man. You're, you and Todd I was Elton. a Padres fan just for the location. Tony Gwynn. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, Tony Gwynn. <laughs> um, but yeah, you like baseball, but also Murph, dude, was also toured with a band for two years. Yeah, like I probably toured for about two years with different bands. Dude, he was the tour manager and he was also the sound engineer. He did everything. I went to a lot of the shows. What was the band? Uh, a couple of them. Yeah, Lord Huron was the band I worked with the most. Blues Traveler. Uh, What's did, the next? Whoa, Blues uh, Traveler. I mean, yeah, Blues Traveler and I go deep. I mean, <laughs> I actually taught John Hopper how to play the harmonica. <laughs> how, uh, how big are these venues? I mean, it runs the gamut, uh, 50 people to a couple thousand people. Probably. And you're the guy in charge of making sure all the sound goes smooth. Yep. Yeah. Wow, it's fat. That it seems like a high pressure Dude, job. Dude, he was in charge of everything. When I went to go to some of the shows, he would be the sound guy, the merch guy, the driver. He <laughs> had like 90 fucking things going on at once. You were in charge of comping people. For Blues I Traveler, would, they didn't have a bunch of people? <laughs> definitely didn't work for how Blues come, Traveler. I think, how come yeah, bands, yeah, I, I definitely have never bands, even seen a Blues Traveler concert. God damn it, stop doing that. <laughs> I, I thought you told me he was down. at Brooklyn Bowl that one time and he was dangerously hitting on that oh, waitress. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that was a thing. That was definitely a thing. Uh, <laughs> I was no. wondering how come bands never shout out the like the sound engineer or the lighting people. I'm like, those jobs are intense. They never do. They're never at the end of the show. They're never like, yeah. Yeah, I've been theater. We, they, they, we do yeah. theater. We're like, oh, clap it up for the the, you know and the orchestra but no one band, like, this is a drummer here's my bassist yeah. they never like sound guy like uh, or woman the or fucking whatever. roadies yeah all those people the crew it, it happens here and there man I was a one man roadie for like the 
basically my entire tour career. One man job. Hmm. Uh, it's a lot, lot of hours. Jeez. Occasionally, I'd get some love. Oh, yeah, all from the band. Occasionally, like, yeah. Once, oh, once. it's all from like women and groupies. No, definitely not. No, nobody, oh. nobody's looking back at the sound guy. One time, <laughs> one time though, when uh, Murph was doing sound for Lord Heron, we all went and we shouted him out when he was setting it up. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, fucking Murph! <laughs> we were just kept and we got like all these other people to start screaming Murph too. You get women come up to you, hey, can you get us? Just like trying to use you. Can yeah. you get us back? Can you get us in? Yeah, you get that here and there, yeah. but I mean, yeah, sorry, no. <laughs> sorry, no is basically the answer. You're yeah. like, I can't even get back there. What was, the like, best, yeah. yo, what was the best part of that job and like the worst part? Oh, yeah. If you had to pick. I mean, best part of the job was like the the money, awesome shows sold out, the whole, the whole thing popped in. I mean, yeah. those, those are definitely by far the best. And like super sold out, everyone's there, and the whole thing went off without a hitch, um, which... If, if if that was every night, then that would be amazing. But um, definitely the, the the rigors of day to day, different venue every time is something different. Sure. Um, I mean, you guys do comedy, so you get it. Sometimes yeah. it just doesn't pop. And those most to mine. Uh, you know the the mile, the mile the miles on the road don't didn't really get to me that much because you get to see a lot of the country. I really don't yeah, that part cool. of it. Um, man, yeah. how about sharing a van with nine dudes? Was that the best part? And the smells. Like a lot of farts. Yeah. Watch The Wire a lot. Yeah. On my laptop. While you were driving? (laughs) Only in Nebraska. When you're in Nebraska, you can can do it. You can read books (laughs) while you're driving. (laughs) Super. What's the best state that you drove to? Like, scenery-wise, it was awesome. The the Northwest, man. The Northwest. Northwest. Unbelievable. Brendan loves the Northwest. I'm obsessed with the Northwest. Yeah. Yeah, the Northwest, for sure. Like, Washington? Washington, yeah, Oregon, Washington the whole thing, the whole, cool. the whole shebang, man. It's so incredible. Yeah. That whole area of the country is beautiful. What was the state that you hated that you were like, ugh, can't wait to get Kansas. out of here? Wow. Um, oh my God, say Kansas. Really? <laughs> I don't know. There's that whole belt, man. I live in Colorado, grew up in Illinois, so bet- between basically Chicago and Denver, ah. it's, it's just flat and boring. I didn't do that many shows there, but... Uh, yeah, driving through those states is, is nightmare. So betwixt so those is the worst. The what? Betwixt those betwixt, states. Yeah. Betwixt, betwixt shows those parts of the highway are incredibly boring, and it's long. And I you mean, run and you run eight into, hours. Yeah, you run into only Flying J gas stations, uh, and that's that's yeah, the wow. bathroom yeah. break place. Yeah, those yeah. are brutal. I remember we were driving through Kansas. I was with Andrea, and we were so excited because we saw Carlos El Kelly's. This was an Irish Mexican brutal. place. <laughs> brutal. And we ordered some food, and it was all green. We just like left a sad twenty and left. We didn't like eat our food. We're like, we oh, you didn't it. eat it. You were like, this we is got, gross. We gotta go, dude. It was like it's like colored. The food was like the color of like a shitty Dallas barbecue margarita. It was bad, man. Ew. Was and bad. you didn't try it at all. You were like, we're not touching. Yeah, this. I mean, I'm gonna had some. Andrea probably didn't. Andrea freaked out. Andrea dude. had we no just part sucked, of like, that. A twenty and she's like, oh, she was like, go. we have to leave. Yeah, dude, she doesn't participate. That she acupunctured herself. Yeah, that. she doesn't participate in that. <laughs> so how do you get into sound though? What like that's a like kind of a rare, especially like to manage a band like the the yeah. sound. Like how does one do that? Man, the sound bit I learned from kids that were five, six, seven years younger than me that. Just kind of showed me the ropes. Like here, this 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 knob does. This there's no schooling involved on your end. You just not you just, what not what I did. I mean, a lot of people, yes, professionals. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're on their level. You're on their level, right? You're a professional sound person just through sheer experience. Through no? experience, yeah. Th- th- for me, it was through experience. Start at the ground floor, yeah. which is what most of my career has been. Just yeah, start learn learn something here and there, and um, 
you know, gradually you just put some time in and yeah, and then eventually start learning exactly yeah what everything does. So how do you become like the 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 man the sound guy for that like a band like that like a big band that sells tickets? There's millions of like shit like for lack of a better term like shitty artists just like singer songwriters nobody comes with, like they're you're selling tickets. How do you become like someone in charge of that? Uh, mostly came from New York, man. Working at Brooklyn Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Working at Brooklyn Bowl got me a lot of good connects. Well, I mean, this is as you guys know, living here, this is this is where it all kind of goes down. Yeah. So making those connects there and meeting some managers, and then finally like got that first gig, and Jeez. decided to go from like venue side to like let's go on the road. And I was super hungry to That's go. So do that. awesome. Um, yeah, it's a different animal because when you're touring, it's every night's a different venue. So I, pr- I definitely wasn't totally prepared for it. You probably uh, learn a lot. I'm sure. Oh, every night, every night you learn something. Here's a great Murph story. One time, um, I just met with Lauren. I was just hanging out with Lauren, and Murph came to visit, and the three of us went to an Italian restaurant in the West Village, and uh, we had, it was pretty good. It was like some pizza, and then the waiter comes over and is like, uh, all right, guys, uh, here's your check, and uh, Murph goes to pay with a card, and he's like, it's cash only, and Murph goes, fuck you, we're not paying. <laughs> 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 I'm not confirming that story. <laughs> Y'all confirm that story. That's great. I, I want to do that. Fuck shit you. We're not the paying then. Yeah. This Italian guy's what face. What did the guy say? Nothing. He was Italian. Um, <laughs> no, did you guys pay or not? No, we paid, but it was uh, hilarious. Bo. I assume we paid over. But Murph place. has like, there's so many stories of Murph like that. You're a bit of a. He, with my buddies, he's a he's a he's a legend. He's a local legend. <laughs> His reach. There's so a lot of amazing. Dude, what's crazy about the the touring thing is like we started doing that when we were with kids, and when we were 16 and 17, we followed around OAR everywhere they went. Murph and Murph and Kristen, our mutual friend, ended up fucking hanging out with them a lot to the point That's where awesome. one when, time they when came. When those guys were twenty eight years old and we were like seventeen. Yeah, by the way, which is kind of the weird part of really it. Really creepy. But there's actually so there's a recording right after nine eleven happened. Murph and Kristen and a bunch of our friends go see them perform at the University of Illinois, and Murph was wearing this red, white, and blue wristband. Yeah. And the lead singer, Murph gave it to the lead singer of OER at a party. And we go see them like four days later. And in the middle of the show, he's like, a guy named Murph gave me this wristband. Uh, <laughs> he shouts out Murph. And I have a recording of that album, awesome. dude. We were like, oh my God. But yeah, we were 17 and barely had pubes. <laughs> oh, but it was like the craziest. Yeah, they, that's awesome. Dude, yeah. they would come to our hotel. We went to Milwaukee. They just showed up in our hotel. And we were that's like 17-year-olds awesome. drinking what we called garage beers. Because we would steal beers from our dad's garages. Yeah, yeah, the, the uh, refrigerator in their garage. Yeah, the old garage beers. Don't you kind of miss those days? Like, just like being so random like that. Life, as you get older, it's, oh, I guess you could still do it, but you just don't. Yeah. You no, know, because like, not. you have more to lose, I guess, when you get older. When you're young, you're like, you just go and you'll do anything. You don't care. Strangers will show up. You're like, yeah, come on in. Dude, we were, yeah. I would, I w- we'd always drive around in my Bronco and it was a hatchback so you could sit back there. Not only oh, were we underage awesome. when we were driving to Milwaukee, we were all drinking in the Bronco, including the guy in the hatchback. <laughs> so if you drove anywhere near my car, you saw like <laughs> six 18 year old dudes drinking beers uh, in the middle of the day driving to Milwaukee. Absolute death trap. <laughs> <laughs> So that was great, but that's like that's how I feel like Murph has always been really big into music. You, you got me into music a lot, and uh, that's um, sort of where it started. Yeah, and those were kind of epic years, right? <laughs> yeah, but dude, you haven't really 18, fucking 17? stopped. You're yeah, still right. doing it all the time. <laughs> yeah. How many four. concerts have you been to? You should hear this. How many concerts do you think you've? If you've had to take a rough guess, how many concerts have you? A been guesstimate, to? if you will. Guesstimate, including festivals, artists seen, yeah. or tickets purchased. Let's just say it's kind of festival as one show. Uh, let's call it. Let's call it three, four, five hundred. Dude, it's insane. Who is the best? What's the best performance you've seen live? 
Uh, the, the most recent Umphreys McGee performance is always going to take that. Yeah? He yeah. loves Umphreys, dude. Yeah, man. That's Have you it. seen Train Live? <laughs> I've heard about those guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard great things about the live you know show. How, they're amazing live. One of these guys I know is, is all about them. I've heard yeah, they're the awesome. Best. You know who I, who I saw recently? Kid Rock. Yeah, that also sounds cool. This you guy know, that just told me about that sounds good. You know, you know who opened for him? Foreigner. <laughs> what? With Snow? Yeah, I don't know. Snow is that the lead the singer? Song, no, it's, that's a, it's Informer. Snow, Informer. Snow. That's his name. No, Foreigner. You said. Oh, uh, yeah, Foreigner. It's totally different. Totally different. I you know Foreigner? Up. No, equally excellent band. Yeah, but yeah. Foreigner is a great band. No, no, they're not. I thought they were like a legendary rock band. Yo, so legendary. another great Murph story that I'm just hit me when we're talking about music. Murph's also very particular about his music and will tell you what <laughs> he thinks about your music choices to your face. We were, I want to say 17, a guy from our high school who was like four years old or got a record deal. He was this sweet singer-songwriter. Everyone was really proud of him. He got a record deal. He's going to be famous. We're in Sheena's car, and I remember I'm in Shotgun. She's like, you guys got to listen to the album. It's incredible. The first, <laughs> the first song was, like, I'm sitting here looking at my baby, Murph. Like, turn this off. This is terrible. <laughs> From the back of the car, he shuts it down, and Sheena was so proud of this guy. We're like, this is our guy. And he's like, turn this shit off. It's uh-huh. awful. Dude, it's terrible. Shower na- shower Everybody nameless. In, I won't say who it was. <laughs> Everybody yeah. in high school had that guy release a CD, and you thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> Ours just happened to be Ben Folds 5, man. That's <laughs> the original singer of Train went to our high school. <laughs> he, was, he is the man. But yeah, so you did that for a couple of years, and then do you want to go back on the road, or you have no desire? Nah, I mean that, that. Yeah, I'm shopping for shopping for a house, and yeah, I got, wow. got a cat now. I mean, real life. Yeah, think, the think. woman's tied you down from the road. It's, it's good life, man. How'd you get with the Rockies? How'd that come about? Just uh, that's grind, man. That's something I learned in New York. You just grind it out. You just do it. I uh, just applied for like super entry level, super low end job. Yeah. Just decided like, all right, I'm living in Colorado. I'm gonna still keep yeah, doing, doing event based stuff and. Um, yeah, man, the, the Rockies took me on. So, are you still doing sound stuff on the side, like when people ask you about shows and stuff? Man, up until very recently, I was doing this church service every Sunday morning, which is <laughs> brutal, which is brutal. I had to be there what at kind of 7 a.m. What kind of church? No, are you kidding? Evangelical. Are you kidding? <laughs> not really? Kidding. I'm not kidding at all. Oh, my God, really? <laughs> I'm not kidding at all. 7 a.m. on Sunday morning. Dude, I just <laughs> Why? Was it, like, just for money? Yeah, it was for my job. I mean, I worked for the University of Denver. Oh, um, God. And that was that was the that was like the last gig they ended up giving me consistently. And I was still working. You know, I was already working for the Rockies, and that was like that was just my, like my extra hours to pick up extra oh, hours. Oh my God! So I would just, oh man, it was uh, you know, it was a thing. Was it you're ter- on are tour you- with like Lord Haran, and then now you're at a church? Dude, <laughs> I just love it. No, especially you at an evangelical church. Ugh. It's hilarious. Yeah, are you- that evangelical stuff is tough to swallow, man. Yeah, like are you are you <laughs> are you religious at all? Are you like are you re- religious at all? Or it was such a the opposite. Wow, fuck. <laughs> that is a hard pill to swallow when you you're like this is such bullshit and everyone's like oh, praise man. be to God. So give an example of like a sermon, dude. I want to know what an evil. I mean, that's what my mom does. How do they Sunday. do sound check? Do they just go praise Jesus? Praise? How's that, dude? Sound? How do they let you praise in? Just like yeah, that's, that. that's what I'm saying. It's funny that they're like. We have a heathen working our soundboards. <laughs> they liked the me, man. They liked me because I, I showed up when I was engaged. I mean, you can you can do any performance. I mean, the, the job's the same. Doesn't matter if you like the music. It's a good or attitude, not. I guess. Um, and yeah, they were super nice people. I just thought that the stuff that they were about was yeah, not not for me. 
Um, was there anything crazy they were talking about that you thought was hilarious? Uh, the devil being a living entity uh, <laughs> that they're consistently battling against, and <laughs> the devil's, battling the devil's presence, the devil's presence in their lives being a thing. <laughs> That's something that they actively uh, thought about on a day-to-day basis. Evangelicals Didn't. are so fr- like. My mom calls him the evil one. That's true. They're so. Cr- it's so cr- like. Like, oh, like, by the way, did you know there was a uh, oh, it's like an online church today it was supposed to be end of the world, like another yeah. prediction. Yeah. Oh, nice what, how dumb do they feel when yeah. they're like, "Yo, how about that guy that got that jet though? That guy was awesome." Oh yeah, he was. That evangelical priest in Georgia was like, "I need a private plane to do my three million dollar private do my meetings jet with Jesus," and they raised the money and gave it to him. It was him. his second private jet because his old one was getting like deteriorated. <laughs> It had like an engine failure. Like it, a, it still like flew, flew oh, right? So you can, good. But he, he literally, if you look that jet up, it is the most advanced, expensive, luxurious, fastest yeah. private jet in the world. And that, that he got it in like, of like a month or two. Of course he has because he needs it. Crowdfund it, man. Everybody in the congregation gave $300. Gross. But it was like a it was like a mega church in Atlanta. I, believe. I think it's in Atlanta. Yeah, oh, it's so tough. So that he made the money, no problem. So I heard that Giannis was saying there's this net, there's this documentary on Netflix about this guy who's like a mind manipulator, and it, he says that he goes around and like disproves all these people in churches, and he says how like basically the premise of the documentary is that people want to be actually fooled. Like you actually yeah, want it's easier to, to be fooled than think. Like it's yeah. easier to go. Yes, this priest is definitely gonna go to. Yeah. like he's gonna save our. He's gonna save our town. He's gonna save our city. It's a, like a sense of security. Yeah, that makes sense to me. But um, and then you can so just sit back and do it. You can go. Then you can like go smoke weed and, and eat shitty foods and like watch porn. You can do all your stuff because like, oh, that guy's got it covered. We go to the church on whatever, and you don't have to think about it. You yeah. can live however you want. That's the That's beauty of it. So weird. Yeah, beauty of uh, what is what, what, Easter. <laughs> That's what Easter's about. Yes, the beauty of Easter. So well, Jesus flew so, in a giant plane. You were in a church, dude, every Sunday at seven a.m. Did you ever go hammered or hungover? Uh, take the fifth. <laughs> uh, Are you still working for him now? No, I mean they, they. There was a flood in the building, and then they <laughs> oh, there was a flood in the building. Well, where was where was their god then? Right, pieces of shitty uh, evangelical fucks. <laughs> and they chose to relocate to another abandoned church, Ugh. and uh, boo, declined to follow follow them. <laughs> so, so then you could tell us, because fuck them. So now I get to sleep in on Sunday. Yeah, good. Yeah, so the Lord say that Murph might have been hungover at a couple of the meetings, of a couple of the was. gatherings, dude. Fair. Okay, so that's a fair assessment. All right, cool. They look, they're yeah. like, where's all the wine for communion? He's just, like, <laughs> just downing wines. <laughs> He's fucking no, no, no. That was my, the main part of go, showing up at 7 a.m. I was like, I'm swearing off alcohol. I'm, uh-huh. I will never drink again. God, God. Oh, yeah, that's tough. God, show me the light. God, and then, really? And then the, then the service would start, and I'd be like, ah, no, nah, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> never mind. This is by the blood of my it body. It deterred you. Yo, so um, when you were working at the church, did your instincts ever want to kick in and you just turn up that Tom Petty? <laughs> in, the <middle> of, <laughs> in the middle of a service, bro? That was a nice part. That was a nice part about it. You know, you get to, when you're running sound, you get to, you know, plug your phone in, make sure yeah. that everything's sounding all right. And uh, I would definitely, I would gauge my playlist appropriately. Okay. Uh-huh. It is interesting that uh, the church, if they're like trying to convert people, they put it on Sunday morning after the biggest party night. I just thought of that. That is funny. Why not put it on like a Monday at 7 p.m. after you like hate your job? Like, I guess I'll go. Why after a big party yeah. night are you going to have a church? Point. It doesn't make any sense. That's what God said that they should do, man. 
All right. insane. I wanna, God didn't party, bro. I want to ask Murph this question because this is a question I've been asking people, and I feel like you. this is going to be such a Murph question, and then I want everyone else to answer. This is a question I've been asking everybody okay, as a hypothetical question. Okay, All right, so you are throwing a party in your honor. Only people that you want to be at this party are there. No one is there unless you want them to be there. It's your party. It's for you. It's outside. It's 9 o'clock at night. What's the first song you play? <laughs> Off the bat, this must be The Place by Talking Heads. That's a great answer. That's a really good answer. It's the first, <laughs> first fucking... one that comes to mind. Uh, oh, second goodness. choice would be something by Bob Seger. Okay. But that's the one that comes up top of my head. <laughs> Lance? Probably Calling All You Angels by Train. <laughs> Because it's like we're all together. It's like calling everybody. We're all here. Calling it together. It's a right. fucking feel good, great song. Man. Are, are people gonna dance to that though? All angels, I'm saying man. is, when you go to the concerts, angels. twenty thousand people can't be wrong. All right, dude. I'm At not every concert, <laughs> I learned so a, many. There's so many concerts that attract twenty thousand people that are every single one of them is wrong. <laughs> everybody that attends a Katy Perry concert, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that was my song. Maybe <laughs> mine would be "We Are Family." I don't know who sings it. Uh, really? Uh, yeah. We are, are family. family. No, I don't one? know what I. I, I've t- I my music is so specific. No one would like you it. You were in a. Uh, oh, I thought you were in a rage. Rise against. Rage against no. Machine, I would play like a, like a bad religion song or something. I would okay. be like, oh, we're gonna leave. I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm just not good at these uh, those kind of questions of like. Uh, you're gonna play but those Bruce people you invited, song. so they would be down with it. Yeah, that's true. Yours is a Bruce Springsteen or a no? Wiz Khalifa, dude. No sleep, probably. We go right into the party, dude. If <laughs> it's loves Wiz Khalifa, I love man. Wiz Khalifa, dude. Me and Dan Mang, we text about it all the time, dude. Um, okay, great. So going forward, yeah, you want to stay with the Rockies? Maybe I don't know. Work your way up to being a s- senior salesman, kicking ass. Senior assistant, <laughs> assistant, assistant senior. Assistant <laughs> what were you doing before music? Before you got into sound? Oh man, I was working in like direct care, social welfare type jobs, man. Jeez. Working with people in need, uh, which I pretty much kind of kept doing. I was working at this homeless shelter uh, until pretty recently. I'm kind of still on staff did there. Did you like it or did you like it? Is uh, it like gratifying work? Nah, it's it's not gratifying at all. No. I found I agree, dude. I did I did it with you, and I I volunteered at a homeless shelter a couple of times. I find it to actually be really depressing. It makes me feel very. The, the way that I describe it, that's the best way I've been able to come up with it, is I have the heart for that type of work and that type of population, but I just don't have the patience for it. Yeah. I, mean, it's, I uh, think it's actually honestly summed up by that Onion Hotline, which is uh, nonprofit fights poverty with poverty. That's hilarious. Like when you go to these places and you see, like, oh, no wonder why we're losing. It's like you look at something like Facebook, how sophisticated and how. Yeah. Up to the minute it is, and these people are using shitty computers. It's in yeah. dirty spaces. Your pantry wasn't that bad, but I volunteered at some really. That was in Boulder, Colorado, by the way. Yeah, uh, which Boulder, is a... Colorado is super affluent. Yeah, which is one of the richest cities. Yeah, the the Denver shelters are not in that state, and I can't even imagine what's going on at a New York shelter. Yeah, yeah. It, it actually, well, one time this is great. Okay, or my so, apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Slumlord Lance. <Weiss. laughs> I volunteered at a homeless shelter with Andrea um, for Thanksgiving, maybe five, six years ago. It's just me and her. Andrea was sick. We had a, not a really good time. But the big thing was Willie Randolph, coach of the New York Mets, was going to be there. So he showed up with Mr. Met to hand out Thanksgiving Day meals to homeless people. So we're in line. Willie Randolph is in line giving away food. 
and a guy comes up to Mr. Randolph and he goes, hey, Mr. Randolph, do you know how much heartache you gave me this year? Do you know how much heartache you gave me this year? It starts parading Willie Randolph to his face, spitting food like in his face. And Willie Randolph had a limousine parked out front, dude. Oh the whole thing was, I was like, this is, that's the thing. It's like, I want to do that work, but yeah, it's, it's, you want to be like, it's so rewarding, but it hasn't been that way for me. I don't know. Agreed. Yes. <laughs> It'll test your patience, man. Jeez. So how, what could you, uh, I don't know. I was going to say, what could you do to fix it? But that's like a 40 hour conversation. It's above our pay grade, man. Yeah, We're not that's qualified. A, that's a whole Nobody's mean, qualified, no. man. No, no well, they're talking about now how the, a good way to fix homelessness is to physically give people housing, which I heard is actually working. It's, yeah, that would make sense. Instead of having it be on the streets and like paying for all the medical bills, paying for jail. Yeah. Put, give him a fucking house. Just give him a an apartment. To, yeah. Not like a house, but like a nice apartment. You know, like not a bad apartment. That'll take care of part of it. That'll yeah. Take care of, that'll take care of part of it. There's certain certain people that would qualify and be able to handle yeah. that like step up. But there's also the people that have substance abuse, mental health issues that yeah, I was just giving, that, giving them like, a place to live isn't going yeah, to isn't help. gonna cut it. It's a, yeah, it's a good radical step though. I think that needs to be taken. But I, but I think, but I think Murph is right. Like you're, you're so right about like there's, if there's people that are like mentally stable, but like they're homeless and need help, that makes sense. But he's right. If you give a crazy junkie, an apartment or like some dude who's like eating envelopes and licking his trying to lick his yeah. own eye and you're like here's a place he's gonna just shit on the walls and just break windows and go out of his mind but I, I think really the, it's why, just, they I, release too many people with you know it's just yeah. they need to be in hospitals to be treated yeah. or put down like dogs it's a huge thing that, that so they went from they went from being this clinical thing back you know, 60s, 70s, probably even before that, where they used to institutionalize people. And then all that kind of shifted. And I think it's a kind of a, I don't know, it's definitely, there's not, there's nobody arguing in favor of, of this, but yeah, well, definitely, that, no, they went the total, the total other direction where now there's none of that available. There's just not enough beds, not yeah. enough places. Jeez. I forgot who the mayor of, was, who he like, I forgot it was Giuliani or someone else, but he released... We had a mayor that like everyone was like mental health was like they were in. That's why it's so many crazy people are out in the city way more than there was because that's what happened. One of the may I forget who it was. He like closed it as closed bunch down and let yeah. them in the street it was like, I'm sorry, there's no money. And then that's why we have like an abundance of, you know, or buying like just that's why bus tickets or plane tickets for people to go back to their families in their other states. I've yeah. heard that argument before, which. I don't know. It all sounds very expensive, and it, it, I don't know if it's it's totally gonna. Yeah, really, it's it, that's gonna work. It's almost like every problem in our. It's well, not every problem, but the, it's just the distribution of wealth, which is like there's million there's people at the top who have billions of dollars, and they don't give a shit about. Like I ride the subway. We all ride the subway, and the subway doesn't work. Like it, it's one of the. It's a very well system overall, but like it doesn't run half the time. And on the weekends, it sucks. And all that money is just being siphoned into like rich white dudes' pockets, billions. Where it's like one of those dudes just threw $10 million at the subway. It fixed a lot of problems. Throw $50 million when those guys have like $45 billion, You know what I mean? When like, did this become a communist podcast? Jesus. <laughs> Hell yeah. Actually, if someone like, actually, had, if people who actually had money gave a shit and like opened up centers and opened like, but they don't. It, it's, it's like it's more beneficial to them somehow to make more money by having homeless people on the street. There's got to be a solution though. I, I, or at least something different. I give this housing credit though because it's at least a different approach. I feel like the approach that we have for every social problem now is, well, it's too hard, like guns yeah. or 
drugs or the housing one sounds like it would it would at least be some something um but yeah dude on that note i heard today yana said that uh apple has 120 billion dollars they hide 50 of it in other countries i believe for <laughs> sure uh, I think 50 billion com- that they do not pay taxes on at all i think a lot of companies do siphoning that. it out that's why you start a company in new hampshire right that's why every like new company is tax filing in new Jeez. hampshire because of that's a loophole i mean Loopholes exist, and if, if you're a good entrepreneur, you just know how to expose Shit, them. guys, yeah. we got to move this podcast. What's the loophole sure. for this podcast, dude? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a PayPal? No, it's the, no, the money's going. No, it's just getting yeah. drained. Is there a PayPal? That's a funny statement. Um, all right, Murph. So that's great, brother. So you're cruising with the Rockies, and uh, what about? Let's get into some Murph hardships. Okay. Shit, yeah. Maybe in your life, uh, things that went poorly, and. Uh, like at one point in your life, like that seemed terrible, and na- and like now in hindsight, like oh, thank God that happened. Uh, not God, but whoever is your person. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, Hare Krishna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank Krishna. <laughs> man, I, yeah, I, I don't have a lot of good ones for that, man. My life's been pretty excellent. Through really, <laughs> but no, there's been no hardships or no things like you or you maybe just you wanted something you didn't get it, and you were disappointed. And then now in hindsight, it's like, oh, good thing I didn't get that. It could be anything. Like, like getting laid, maybe? Not getting laid? Yeah, like wanting to get laid and not getting laid. I mean, <laughs> that's, what happens. that's it? That's love, all that you've struggled with? Those just, are the hardships. You dust yourself off and you get right back after <laughs> That's all you have? I don't, I don't got many, man. I don't got many. Really? Uh, yeah, do you think that's a... Do you think that's a uh, attribution to your attitude of like my life's been great and maybe that's maybe the, like it's a self fulfilling prophecy like it has been great because it's great where yeah. it's like you know what I mean like you're you're how old now thirty one some shit has had to happen to something has that I know some stuff but I'm just trying to decide if he yeah. wants to tell it <laughs> but like every human bad, like you, I mean nothing that's bad stuff that's happened to me out of my control but any most of the things that have happened bad in my life were uh, things that I caused probably yeah I mean yeah but that's okay too that's an example yeah. that's what we're talking about. Like anything, you know. There was no like you know had a disappointing moment. You didn't win something in high school, or I, I don't know anything. Yeah, I don't know. Let's let's. Uh, what do you, what do you got? <laughs> I have, dude. I have a I have a. Pro- provide an up, example. I will open up a drawer. Well, I'll give like one example. Is like uh, <clears throat> like I like my like my dad. Like I grew up in the South. Bank is super short. My dad. I grew up in the South. My dad's like a transsexual, right? <laughs> And because of that, I, I've gone into comedy, which I wouldn't, because I'm trying to get people to like me, because I was, like, worried about, like, people thinking I was weird because of my dad 20 years ago, which is, that's a whole nother conversation, because it's, like, in the Deep South, and it's kind of bizarre back then. And uh, and so now I make, and I wouldn't be into stand-up. I'd probably be, I wouldn't be forcing people to like me. I would just be, and that's now what I do and what I love, you know? So, like, that was a positive that maybe came out of, like, a rough situation. So you're saying that's causation, that somehow, kind somehow of, one led to the other? Yeah, kind of. Or, or everything leads to, you know, or things are like, or for instance, like, uh, I really wanted to go to Notre Dame real bad. My sister went to Notre Dame. My family loves Notre Dame. Like, it's you know, you have a family team growing up. That was ours. My, I, I didn't get into Notre Dame. And then uh, I ended up going to the University of Georgia for my first year. And then I transferred to Georgetown which is where I found stand-up. So it's also like, if I went to Notre Dame, that's in South Bend, Indiana. They, like, There's no stand-up there. Washington, D.C., where Georgetown is, there's a bunch of stand-up. So it's like, your life leads, like, who knows where I'd be if I went to Notre Dame or somewhere else. But like, I, I, and I love Georgetown now. I'm, I'm going back in a couple of days, actually. I'm super excited. Right, it's, like, like ground, it's like ground zero for you, man. Yeah, it's my ground jam. zero. Yeah, yeah. So that's those are like things where it's like, if this, you know, I'm thankful those things happen, you know, I, I don't know. Those are just two examples, I guess. I could do more, but... Can you keep going? 
Yeah, I mean, I could. I have one that involves yeah, Lance. I was, I was scared to go um, down and visit Lance's hometown, but then I got to sit in his house and hear his mom yell at him all day and go, what do you do all day? <laughs> <laughs> in like a heightened Lance voice, and I was just in the other room typing and having the fucking best time of my life, dude. <laughs> what? No, seriously, what are you doing? <laughs> it was so funny, dude. No, I have a ton, man. I think when I broke my leg when I was in sixth grade, which Murph <laughs> was there for, Oh, yeah, um, too. That was a positive experience. That actually. was uh, the worst, almost the worst injury you could almost suffer without dying or being paralyzed. Um, and then I came out of that, I feel like, happier and more chill than I was before that. You probably would have averaged 15 points, 7 assists that season had you played 5th grade <laughs> basketball. For the Willow Creek... Uh, Basketball Fitz, team. Your, your dad was coaching that team, man. You're just yeah. sitting in the sidelines. My so. dad always coached Murph too. Yeah. <laughs> My dad always picked Murph, and he was always hilarious. Murph played first, number seventeen. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Murph's got nothing. He's living no, an incredible I think, life. I actually think I have one, man. The, <laughs> my main hardship was deciding to take out a bunch of student loans to get a graduate degree. Uh, which was I it worthwhile? No, nah, man. I, your I don't graduate know. degree is in what? Oh, uh, I have an MBA. MBA. So yeah, I went to business, business school. Um, Already living in Colorado at the time, decided that I wasn't totally liking the path I was on. The, you know, I, I have this like uh, tick in my head about like money and debt and all that. Yeah, like raised from, from probably an early age. I don't know. I'm a numbers guy, and I think about that. And I'm come from a very, um, you know, money conscious family. I guess is what I would say. And now having that hanging over my head and like having that be the biggest debt of my life, that sucks. But you know, if you think about had I not done that, who knows where my life would be at? You so might not have gotten this job. Who I viewed as I was another step. That was another process. Yeah. Another step in the in the process. Uh, although every day I look at the the bill or every sure. every couple the weeks payments. I don't look at it that often anymore because it doesn't it doesn't do me any service. And the interest is low, isn't it? It's just like sit there. You got to pay it, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it's there's there's how no good, we, there's no how good much, parts. How much debt <laughs> are we, how much debt are we talking? Uh, probably about the size of a new car. Like oh, 30,000, 30, 40,000, 35, 35, 35 that's not bad, dude. For an oh, MBA? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's not, I, mean, awesome. you could, I mean, there's people, you know, doctor. I mean, yes, I, you make the money back, cause you're, but like, people have fucking $200,000, you know? TJ, you're at deep, right? Uh, $160,000. We're going <laughs> TJ's on. TJ's $160,000 in. Yeah, the, the, the juice on that rivals your New York City rent. Yeah. I'm somewhere around, I think, 20 left, and then I, and I have credit card like around. 15, 20. I just, too. yeah, it's that feeling. You don't want the feel of like a noose around your neck. I mean, that's true. But yeah, if you don't think that's about it. That's where I feel it, most comfortable. <laughs> I guess it's all, I don't know, it's a step in the, it's, it's part of the process is I guess the way I've taken it. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't, it, maybe it taught me that going to business school taught me, all right, here's the avenues that generally people take. A lot of the, the folks I went to school with, you know, yeah. wanted to be entrepreneurs <laughs> or wanted to get in this avenue. I don't think I found that when I was in school. I didn't find, hey, this is this going to school, getting in business school, this is going to lead to... Why'd you go? To- Murph also told me, hold on, let's stop this. You told me another great story where you said like one of the first days of business school, everyone showed up in suits and Murph showed up in a tank top. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he was like, uh, sun's out, guns out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. Oh, that's awesome. That fucking rules. Yeah, why do you go, why do you go to business school? What's that thought process? Uh, thought process is um, good with good with numbers. I mean, the, by the same token of being conscious of money and hating being in debt, I feel like I get. I also have that same mindset of if ever some company decides to put me in charge of their money, I'll be pretty good at assessing the situation and yeah. deciding what's the next process. So I think you know you get the the gravity of a, a master's degree. 
puts you in maybe a position to get there. So that's kind of where I'm at sense. with my, my current bit of my career is, you know, maybe, maybe the Colorado Rockies are going to put me in a sure. position where they'll take, you know, take heed to the fact that I, Oh, I've, this guy knows a yeah. little bit. He's learned a little bit about the business world. Uh, and then hopefully get exposure to that part of the business. And, um, so yeah, so, I mean that that's hopefully where it's going to go next. That's, that's what we're thinking. Makes sense. That's great, bro. I appreciate it. But that. you know, you can always sell peanuts too. <gasps> Do those guys 81. make good money? Those vendors in the thing? Do you know Cassidy did that for a summer? Do you yeah, ever remember that? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think you really got to get to the point where you're just selling beer. That's that's the. But that's you the make guy. money selling that's beer. That's the guy because everyone tips the beer guy a dollar. So uh, he the cotton, that dude can, the cotton up. candy person maybe makes a quarter here and there. Yeah. You got to work your way up. How much do those guys make? Those beer guys, you think? Like on a good day? I don't know, man. You figure figure a dollar or two per transaction. You're only working for what, maybe yeah, two hours, hours or so, so um, hard to say. It's not something I'm aspiring yeah. to. Yeah, interesting. Um, Murph also yelps our local restaurants in Palatine. Uh, yeah. If you guys ever want to have a good time, go look up some of the local restaurants in Palatine. <laughs> Murph also yelps Chipotle's. For a while, I was yelping <laughs> Chipotle's. It's been a while since I've yelped. I liked yelping That's New York, New York Chipotle's. Dude, he was all about the Chipotle. You should see how many there are now, bro. They're everywhere, dude. They're amazing. They it's are everywhere. Chipotle really is that good, though. It's a great. It, I watched a documentary on it on Netflix. It's, pheno- it's a phenomenal company. I mean, they just went non-GMO, bro. Come on, that's part of our sponsorship, right? <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> non-GMO. I'm enjoying this burrito. Uh-huh. Um, all right, well, you want to ask your question, bro, and then oh, I, it's, I always ask all. Do you want? Uh, I mean, I, I feel like I need new questions. It's always. A, well, I like that question. I guess it's with new guests. Well, I mean, it depends. Yeah, I mean, so if the I, answers are the same, that's where it's like. Oh. I always ask the guest. Um, for when maybe things do go bad in your life, whenever those happen to you, um, <laughs> apparently never. <laughs> you gotta have bad days, right? You gotta have like days where your job doesn't go well, your relationship, or whatever. You look at your your student loans. <laughs> uh, is there is there uh, like like a is there something? Do you get real depressed or anything? Like, is there is there like a vice you hit? Like, do you drink or do you do anything? And then like, how do you pull yourself out? It's like, how does Murph boost himself up for the next day? Like, all right, let's fucking get going. Like, we had our our cry time. How do you get back on the horse, for lack of a better saying? We drink about it for a little bit. Um, <laughs> the drink about you, you it. You drink long and hard, my man. Um, I'll tell you, for me, for me, it's a matter of just there's so many other things going on to other people's lives that are sure that are shit, you know. And my life isn't that. Just yeah. acknowledging that, I think, is probably the main bit that makes my life easier you know if, if things yeah. are going okay for me if they're not going okay for me having those experiences of working with people that are that are never going to have even a, it's a good millionth point. a millionth of the opportunities yeah and and the joy in their lives that that i get all the time and that, that's pretty quick to like you can just shift yeah. shift your mindset i think that's great it's hard for that's me a good because it seems, that seems so abstract but you were if you're on the ground like involved with that a lot that's good. I mean, even having done it for a little bit doesn't have to be day to day for me. Like it's just very easy once you've worked with people in need for like a little bit. It pretty quickly it it got my mindset going. Like, all right, well, it doesn't matter like how kind of crummy things are going for me. In most things, I mean, my life's been on a silver platter. So anything um, that that's going shitty in my life is probably a construct of things I've done. The yeah. best part of this is so. I'm just visioning Lance like going to this homeless shelter to try and get his life right, and you can see me like, how come that guy gets two apples? <laughs> 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 this is bullshit. Why is he just gonna take two? 
<laughs> That's what you do, man. Just take two apples uh, when, you, when you're when you're dealing. My with brain does think like that. Well, I, I, I don't see why this guy thinks he could have two apples. <laughs> you're like asking everyone, "Did you see that?" <laughs> yeah, your your life is definitely a, a, a anyone's life is a reflection of their mindset. I mean, that's I, great, man. You could shift it out, yeah. And uh, I don't know, dude. That's a, that's a good way to live for sure. But unfortunately, we don't go. We're too self-centered to go do things like that. <laughs> uh, I need. I should do more stuff like that. I would say should, and then I never do. You don't it. even have to. You don't have to do it. You just just acknowledge that it's there, and then realize that that's the main thing. Like, I I don't necessarily aspire to continue working with people, and yeah, because it's I don't have the patience for, it and it that's not it your bores calling. me, and it's just like oh my yeah. gosh, like this is what I'm doing again to make fifteen bucks an hour or whatever yeah. it is. But just knowing that it's out there and it's not too hard. You don't have to look too hard these days to, yeah. to see Wait, somebody. you were getting paid that whole time? I thought it was volunteer. Uh, when I was in Boulder, that was volunteer. Okay. But I've been working in Denver shelters for a little bit, and that's always been paid. I was working overnights for a while. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it is what it is, right? I mean, Jeez. working overnights, you're just drawing a paycheck, and you're working with somebody that doesn't draw a paycheck at all except for like once a month for yeah. uh, disability or something. Jeez. And, and I still get to go sleep in my own bed. And that was, dude, at seven o'clock in the morning when I'm like, hey, everybody, you got to leave the shelter. I'm about to go to my apartment, crawl out <laughs> with my beautiful girlfriend in uh, my super clean sheets and then pull food from the fridge when I need. Yeah. You know, just yeah. that mindset, that mindset is definitely, it's like, all right, well, my life's fine. That's great. It's great to have a woman to uh, clean your sheets and stock your refrigerator. It is pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> Did your mom move in with it you recently? <laughs> no, but it just sounds really great. It sounds like a really cool thing. It's the concept of it, man. We have to have aspirations. Yeah, it sounds pretty great. What else? Do we have anything else? I don't know. Does anybody have any... Uh, Did we get to the, what you do for positives? Or yeah. what, wait, I mean, like when you are... You drink when you get fucked, like depressed, but to you... How do you get yourself out? Did we do that? Yeah. What do you What do you do after that? What's your next move? Like what? Like how do you get yourself out of you like just a get shitty up and situation? Get going? Classic Homer Simpson line, man. Alcohol is the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. <laughs> so, so you drink when you when you have like a bad shitty day, but then like to recover from that, you drink to get better than that. Like do you like some people like do yoga? Some people run. Some people um, talk to their friends. You know things like that. Hard to say, man. My, my, probably one of my one of my Ooh. cathartic things is cooking. Right, that's kind of my. Oh, there you wow, go. That's, that's great. Go. Yeah, that yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, so man. that like ca- that helps cooker, you like yeah. center yourself. So, where you're like, so oh, few New Yorkers go. cook, man. I go to places. I like, yeah, kitchens are in shambles, and that's that's probably my main thing. Like it's it's consuming too. It's a big part of. I mean, it's anywhere from twenty five to like two hours a day. Yeah. Yeah, 25 minutes, two hours. That's why I don't do it, dude. I just literally don't have Yeah, for for me, it's cathartic. Like, I just love being in the kitchen. Like, you don't have to talk to anybody. You're just focused on the task at hand. And then the end, you just get to, you know. Eat a nice meal. Yeah, the whole thing, man. I always cut my fingers. Knife skills, bro. Knife skills. Cutting all my YouTube videos. Just YouTube a couple how to cut up vegetables. One time when we were at my friend Mac Trent's house, we'd always go sleep over there because he had the best basement ever. And his stairs were carpet. Oh, shit, man. And uh, one time we were drinking and Murph fell down all the stairs. <laughs> and then we saw it and he stands up and he goes, did you guys see that? <laughs> <laughs> he like put a hole in the wall, fell down all the stairs. And he was like, hey, did you guys see that? <laughs> uh, I, can, I can confirm that one. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many. I could do this forever, dude. This, it's crazy hilarious. how they're all coming back to me now, too. 
You're the reason why I have that racist Spider-Man joke is because of Murph. Because we would... Uh, you close on that joke sometimes. Because he threw a party at Madison, University of Wisconsin. Yeah. Amazing school. Amazing party school. I like to go there. Especially for Halloween. Like everybody... I don't know if they... Do they still do that? They probably still do that, yeah. So everyone gets crazy drunk and they go to State Street. And it got so bad at one point that they were greasing the lampposts because people were climbing them Hilarious. and punching the lights. I remember Jesus. seeing this wow. Chris going... The lampposts. Our buddy, one of our buddies, shall we nameless, got arrested because he put his foot through a glass plane window of oh a storefront. Gosh. What? It's crazy. It's like they like it's like debauchery all around. But yeah, Murph one time went as Beetlejuice and then got really drunk and just as I said, he could say whatever he want, uh, racial slurs because he was now racist. Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like sexy nurse, man. It's a, it's a it's a deep joke. It's a deep very joke. valid point, dude. It's a deep that joke. That's true. That's also the time I was not there for this, but Pat Felice told me that you got a keg, which is huge in college. Murph and Pat Felice got You're like a keg. King if you get a keg. You got a keg. Yeah. Murph and Pat Felice got a keg. Murph put it on a skateboard. You skateboarded it. Two, two kegs. Skateboarded it back to Murph's apartment like a 15 year old kid. You put it on a skateboard and walked it. It's, yeah, roll, it's rolling it. and you're it. walking. We, yeah, yeah. Put it yeah. on a This 15-year-old kid sees the kegs and goes, hey, what are you guys going to do with the beer? And Murph was like, we're just going to go back and fuck each other in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on, man. Uh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> 15-year-old, I guess, is old enough to hear uh, dude, something like that. It was like so that. funny. That was like a legendary story told by millions, dude. That is really funny. There's so many. I'm just like hitting like the ones that are coming to me. <laughs> where are the where are the flattering stories? <laughs> these are all, these are the best. These sound great. <laughs> no, these are great, man. That's awesome. <laughs> um, don't worry, dude. No one's gonna. Not too many people will hear this. Hopefully. <laughs> no, so if you get uh, like long term, so you hope the the Rockies, you want to tag this shit. My mom's gonna hear it. No, yeah, she's not really. My mom's on Facebook, bro. All right, well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll block her, bro. <laughs> she's she's on Facebook. Ah oh, man, everyone's mom's on. Murph Facebook. has a great Murph has a great mom. Dude, that's shout great. Out. <laughs> shout out. So you want to keep going with the Rockies, maybe depending on how that goes. But like long term in your life, what do you think you might want? To, you paint the next 20, 30 years of your life. What do you what do you want to have happen? Man, where I'm at now, we're just shopping for a house, man. We're working you on and a house, your girlfriend create, create a nice little abode. You so know. you're gonna you're gonna like settle down in Denver. That's the plan. All right. Yeah. Have kids? Potentially, you know. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe yeah. have kids. What's and Papa then... Murph going to look like? Is it going to be great? Yeah, man. Probably someone's trying to, trying to be like my dad, bro. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Throwing, playing catch. Like wearing cool clothes, well, you know, that are super out of style. <laughs> <laughs> cut off jean shorts, man. Just Go to all, all dude. Murph's dad. Cut off jean shorts, off barefoot, jean just hanging great. out at baseball games. Dude, he would kids. just hang out, man, and just watch. So it just great. hunker it down in Denver, huh? That's the plan. And live it and yeah. go with the ride. So music is like whatever to you now. Like the, music, music's still nearly everything. Yeah, but uh, you know, professionally, maybe not. Yeah, why? Because the work is just so it's so grueling. Yeah, well, music happens at nighttime. I don't want to get home at 2, 3 in the morning. Yeah, yeah, it's hard you know. if you're doing like a normal life type yeah, thing. Yeah, because you, you have to clean up. That's the other thing. That, that's the hardest part that oh, I noticed that's true, of your job yeah. is the, the, the load in and then the load out. Like when we leave here, I'm tired. But now imagine all the equipment, all the drums, yeah. all the guitars. Well, I, have a, I have a question. Maybe it's a pretty common thing, but I don't really know it. So when bands do venues, right, they, they rent the space. Is that correct? 
or, or like when you're booked, like you have to be out like at 11, right? Like you're done. You can't go past, can you? You, you get fined or something? Yeah. Oh, no, definitely not that. No? no? It's, it's way looser than that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, no, the, the promoter books it. The band just gets paid. The band's not booking anything. Okay. Unless it's like super. But but I thought, I thought because I've been to a few concerts where it's like they are done at like 10.59. And I was like, was that because they don't want to go past Yeah, I mean, well, it. you just set a schedule like anything else. And they do, and they're out. But, you know, if the, if the crowd's feeling it or the band's feeling it, you just keep... You they could literally play it. for another half hour if they Spring wanted. Spring got fined. It, it depends there's on the place. place. That's what, that's what I thought. Place. I thought you got fined. No, it dep- I, I agree with Murphy. Because there's I a staff there, right? There's a venue staff. There's security people. There's ticket people. There's well, they're unions. So it's like if you go over a certain time, there's a, oh, yeah, it's you OT. Pay, yeah. You pay the... Sometimes you go past the light, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Maybe somebody's upset. Maybe they're not. Yeah, I don't know. In my experience, it was never an issue. It didn't matter. Well, I've always worked for bands that are only playing for 47 minutes or it's going to, it's going to yeah. be between 47 and 49 minutes or sure. 65 and 68 minutes. Mm-hmm. Nobody's sweating that. Yeah. That makes sense. I guess. Yeah. I think it's like the fines come in if it's like a large outdoor space. Okay. Or whatever. Like a train concert. <laughs> Jesus. Something like a big concert. <laughs> I mean, sometimes the guy from train just wants to sing drops to Jupiter yeah. two, three times. It's a great song. <laughs> Murph, close I wanna, on that. I want to ask you this. On. If, if you had a, what's your favorite meal to cook if you had to make something for the three of us? If like you had anything you could do. Italian sausage and spaghetti, oh, God, peppers, I onions, man. That's, <sighs> I could eat that every day. I love, wow. you, so I love you so much. That's what yeah. I want. I want That's that it. right now. That's it. Yeah. It's perfect. Dude. Are you still eating Flaming Hot Cheetos? <laughs> what the fuck? I'll, yeah, I'll eat, if you put flaming hot on any sort of snack food, I'll eat it. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's not surprising. Flaming hot sh- shoelaces. Me and Murphy used to crush Mountain Dews. Pepsi, Pepsi clears. That's all high Pepsi school. Pepsi clear. <laughs> all high yeah. school foods, dude. High school. It's basically the shit you put in your body when you're in middle school and high school. You just eat just plastic, like sugary shit, shit like cheetah, like that. Just all not day. even food. Yeah. I would go home every day. My mom, all a bunch of my friends would always come to my house, and my mom was like, "Well, she, like she would buy like just cupcakes and like ho hos, Twinkies, yeah. Gushers, just every possible shit food you could eat." Dude, we used to try and invite ourselves over to Pat Stribel's house. One because he had HBO and Showtime and Cinemax. <laughs> Two because he would keep frozen baseball ho hos in his freezer. Oh, unlimited cold soda. So we would call three way. <laughs> Me and Murph would call and try to bait him into inviting us to When they invented over. three-way calling. <laughs> we, did, dude, we did so many three-way calls, man. It was out of control. Dude, I used to eat every day two candy bars after school every oh, single wow. day. It's Jesus. amazing you'd eat that. You'd put that shit in your body. I still eat one candy bar a day. <laughs> but, I mean, it's amazing. Back no, treat yourself. I know. You have to. I work hard. <laughs> Just can't keep it tight, though, you know? You know? Yeah. Trying. Lance, you're doing really great right now. I'm trying my best. Hey, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Murph. I think that's that's the show. That's the podcast. It's the podcast. That's Great the job. Gundy show podcast. Anything you want to promote? On yeah. Do you have anything you want to promote or a like Twitter? Or something yeah. coming up? Brooklyn Bowl. We'll, 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 I think this won't be out by then. No. I don't think. I'll just come out to Brooklyn Bowl in general. Okay. Go to uh, yeah, it's a great place. Brooklyn Bowl is incredible. Brooklyn Bowl is a good place to go. Uh, Chipotle is a great place to eat. <laughs> shout out, shout out Chipotle. <laughs> or Rockies. Do you have a Do you have a Twitter or anything, or you don't just don't really do yeah, it? Not really my thing, man. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Can you hook anybody up with, if, if I'm coming to Denver, you can hook somebody up with the Rockies tickets? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, reach out. Reach out. I got you on some tickets. All right. 
Nice. Well, that's been our podcast for the Gandhi Show podcast. Thanks to Lance <laughs> Weast. Daniel Murphy, the the legendary. Yeah, Daniel man. Local Murphy. legend. Great having him on. Uh, Brendan Fitzgibbons, always check the website. We have uh, great LA shows and New York. Uh, Tuesdays in LA, Wednesdays in New York City. Check the follow us on Twitter at Gandhi Show. Uh, at Gandhi Show. And that's it, guys. See you next week. You! Yeah, Be thanks. well. Go to GandhiShow.com for show dates and more. And follow us on Twitter at Gandhi Show. Lance Weiss, Brendan underscore Fitz, and TJ Del Reno. 